here on the dock here with Troy and the gang. We're ready to go here on the dock.org. New releases every Tuesday and Thursday. And we're all about conversations that are going to get you out of your seat, out of your car, <laughs> off the dock, out of the bay, and into the deep. We want you to get out there and do the great things of God. So we hope to inspire you today a little bit. We're going to be digging into more of our Bible digging deeper series here. It's going to be good. Get us on YouTube. I hope you're watching us now on YouTube. Hi, hi YouTube. Hi, Spotify, iTunes. If you listen to us audio, you can't see us, but Beth looks marvelous today. Every hair is in the right place. Marvelous. Marvelous, marvelous. So if you're Spotify, iTunes, they don't care. <laughs> if you're on YouTube, you care. You can watch us also uh, video-wise on Facebook and uh, Rumble and uh, SermonNet. You can go watch us. And, and then Google Play, I guess, is audio only, I guess. And Roku, before long, we're going to have our own channel on Roku. That's cool. We're working on that. Is Fa- that yeah. What is it? Audio, I mean, is it no, visual? R- R- Rumble's vi- uh, Roku's visual. R- R- right. R- Roku right now is the Sermonet feed. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter are all of our social media. We'd love to hear from you. You can put out there right now whether you like best hair or not. What? Uh, yeah, they can They can tell us. So yeah, thumbs up or thumbs down on her hair? No, I don't want to know. Do you like her color, the color of her hair? Do you like the I curl in care. it? Do you, do you like it better when she goes flat, when she just makes all the curls go away? I don't care. She doesn't, doesn't care. Doesn't matter. I yeah. like it the way it is. Yeah, yeah. So to heck with all yeah, of you. Yeah, heck with all you. Subscribe, hit like, notify, tell other people whether you like her hair or not. Let's get it out there. Let's make it go go viral. Make Patreon They'll four levels apart. You should let it go gray. Yeah. No, we're not doing that yet. We're not ready for that yet. Four Patreon levels of partnership, three levels of sponsorship. I'm not ready for you to go gray. I'm not I know ready other friends of ours are starting to let their hair go gray. Lots of them. I'm I know our friend, not. our friend Donna, no. that's our executive yep. producer. She's letting her hair gray, mm-hmm. and she looks nice. She got a nice gray. I mean, yep. the color's nice. I know the gray's the new blonde. There's certain grays that are yeah. Now, young now, people now are their color. Them. Now some people that are going gray are coloring their hair gray, like yes. my mom did. Yes. My mom had that platinum blonde thing going on. And, you know, some people are doing that, and that can be the new trend. Maybe Young someday. Young people have gray. I know. Maybe, maybe. Lucas can do the gray hair soon. You know, you, it's all in. But If my hair wasn't so frizzy, I'd probably yeah. be a little more prone to looking at it. Yeah, you just look at old frizzy burnout. It would be burnout. even more frizzy, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think so, too. OnTheDoc.org, find us out, check us out, and uh, info at OnTheDoc.org. You can email us that way and tell Beth, keep her hair color. Look at that beautiful hair color. That's a terrible but, picture. I wish you would. I know. That's the picture online. I wish you it, would get it, rid of that. That's your problem. You took it. Well, yeah, let's get a better one. Well, t- tell somebody to do that. Tell Haley. Haley does that, and Donna can do that. Tell them we're ready for new pictures. I agree. We need new pictures. We need new pictures. Okay. okay. Yeah. There's your by yourself. That's even better. And then well, we got then we got Lucas. Hey, Lucas. Lucas has a great picture. Lucas has a Thank great you. picture. Lucas has yes. a great picture. Yeah, yeah. I love this picture. It's fine. Yeah, Lucas is. Lucas is fine. Mine's all. We're going to do it. We're on the dock. Season two, Digging Deeper in the Word series, Psalms Volume 2 Project. Volume one is back last year in season one. Go check it out. Songs for the Soul. Message for the Heart. We did seven last year. We're doing 10 this year. And uh, we'll do a wrap up se- wrap up on the series. So um, I'm not, <laughs> I was telling them, I have a notebook over here. I keep my notes in, but I've put no notes. I've got like three notes in five shows. So we're going to have to really work on our notes for the shows. So we have a good wrap up show. All right. We're in uh, Psalm 24. I got an itch. I got an itchy ear. You ever get day when you have an itchy yes, ear? Yes. Yeah, the ear. last yeah. episode, I was thinking I need to scratch the Who Psalm Macro Part Five, Psalm Twenty Four. All right, we're ready for this. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be. Good. This is like the gonna be the Who Psalm, the Who Psalm, and it's the macro, not the micro. The micro we covered in Psalm Fifteen, and we'll we'll kind of review Psalm Fifteen briefly here for just a minute, so you can link the two up and explain why they're micro and macro, and we'll, macro is big. Big simple picture, it's like a forced, and then micro is a, 
a forest with a tree with lots of little leaves on it, you know, so it's more detailed. So micro detail, macro picture. So it's like those fluffy trees, you know, and then you get some of those trees with individual leaves and you can see the worm on one leaf. That's like, thinking about micro hot wheels for some yeah reason. no well that would be that would be that would be the same kind of you know they're real detailed you know yeah yeah and then they made the ones that lifted up and had an even smaller one yeah out. yeah and then little ba- baby ones those are so cute psalm 24 verses 1 through 10 there's only 10 verses in the psalm let's read that psalm in the new king james i know it says <coughs> i know it says here on my screen it says new living translation but i really think this is the new king james so um i'm just trying to Yes, this is the New King James. So I don't know why I tell you it's the New Living Translation, but it's the New King James. Because well, you just do stuff. I like just this. do stuff like this because it says. Well, this is New Living Translation. Yes. Here. Well, look in yours and see if it's a, if it's your translation or not. I think it's New King James because I the reason I had to change it was. Yeah, I, that's not this. Well, I had to because I couldn't. This is one I know my whole life. And I couldn't handle the New Living's word revision, yeah. and I needed it to feel like 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 my life that's new king james so yeah new king james all right here we go the earth is the lord's and all its fullness in the world and those who dwell therein for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters who may ascend into the hill of the lord or who may stand in his holy place he who has clean hands and a pure heart who has not lifted up his soul to an idol nor sworn deceitfully he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up, you everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The king of hosts. He is the king of glory. Selah. Selah is not part of the text. It's what they would believe was play the course, play the music. Yeah, and we used to have a song that went with that. So that's why you need the new yeah. King James. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You know, you know, give us clean hands, give us pure heart. You know, well, you no, know. the king of glory shall come in. That's the song. Well, that is too. That, I mean, there's a lot of songs like that. I had to switch that back. I just couldn't handle it. I didn't Tip change the upper so graphic. Dates. But okay, okay. We, a few weeks ago, you probably listened to some podcasts in pot, volume two. We did Psalm 15. Some podcasts. Yeah. And some podcasts we did in volume two, Psalm 15, part two of this series. Go back and listen to it. Uh, we talked about how in that one we did Psalm 15 and it has the same question in it. And it's all about Lord prepare me to be a sanctuary. We use that as an example. Mm-hmm. And we began in that podcast and we, we, we kind of took a look at who may worship in your sanctuary. We, we looked at that. We looked at who may enter your holy hill, the exact same questions uh, that we're, that we're seeing here. We looked at identical stuff. So we asked that question and we said, if you go back and remember, if you go back, watch that show, we said that there were three things to strive for to get there. We got detail, micro, that you need to lead a blameless life. You need to do what's right. You need to speak the truth. And I'm showing that text as an inset. We also said, the same Psalm said, there's three things we shouldn't do. Don't gossip. Don't harm your neighbor. Don't speak evil of friends. And we learned how to stay blameless. You despise, you don't hang out with sinful people. Mm-hmm. You honor Christian followers of the Lord. So you, you don't talk bad about your brothers and sisters in Christ and you keep your promises even when they hurt. 
That was in Psalm 15, 4. Each, each of this is detailed. And then the last thing we learned, two big no-nos. Don't use, don't, 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 don't charge and make interest off the pain of fellow believers. And, and don't take bribes. Don't bear false witness and cause people to be uh, misjudged, misused, convicted of something when they're innocent. Always tell the truth. And it, and it includes the concept deeper in the Bible where if you know the truth and, and just remaining silent is not good enough. If you right. know the truth, you've got to come forth. You, need to help. you can't remain silent. Well, I'm not going to tell them they're innocent. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and I'm okay because I'm not involved. You can't do that. You know, no. you know, you gotta, you gotta be involved. So, so that was what we covered in Psalm 15. I think it's really good because that Psalm was in part two, the, the, the micro it gave who can ascend, who can, who can come in. And it gave detail. It gave, it kind of gave us some things to live by. And we're going to talk about Psalm 24 now, because it's a, it's a Psalm that would be partnered kind of with it. Um, they're, they are a little different, but they're both what they call ascending psalms, ascension psalms. Um, people are coming up to Jerusalem to go into the temple and spend time with God. And so they're they're asking the question, am I fit to come? And then they're evaluating themselves on their fitness to be there. And so I, let me use that example I, right here. It's who's fit to come? The presence, who's fit to come in the presence of the Lord? But in Psalm 24, I, I, I grabbed this graphic because Psalm 24 is also an ascension psalm, but probably it was written not just maybe for the first time, but we think about every time. A lot of people don't realize that while the ark was in the temple or the tabernacle in the early days and then the temple in David's time or in Solomon's time, oftentimes when David would go out to war, most people don't realize this, the, the, the ark didn't stay in the tent. The ark and the carriers of it went out and led the ark into, the ark led them into battle. They would take the ark out and go down the hill and go to wherever they were going to the Philistines or they were going to the Ammonites or they were going to go to the Hittites or whoever they were going to go about. They would take it out there and set up a temporary tent mm -hmm. and the ark would be there in the battle and the ark would be the presence of God going in to destroy the people that oppose God. Right. And then when they would finish the battle, and the battle was over, they would take it back to Jerusalem. And when the army would start up the hill, people would say, he's, he's God's back, you know, and his people are victorious. And not only would normally in Psalm 15, you think of, we're going up to where it is. This is, it's coming up to where we are. It's, it's the King of glory is coming, open up the gates. He's back. You know, it's not that I'm coming to worship. It's he's coming back in to take his royal seat. And everybody that's on the pathway has now got to ask themselves the question, not in 15, you're asking the question when you get up there, will I be ready? Now you're asking the question, he's passing by, am I ready right now? Mm. So you don't have time for the micro. You've got to ask one big question. God is coming by. Are my hands pure enough and my heart clean enough that I can be in his presence even right now, this moment? It's, it's, it's a, it's like a parade is going by it's homecoming parade or it's a Memorial day parade. And here comes the, the honored soldier, you know, the, the, the representative of God, am I worthy to be here on parade day? Hmm. Will he burn me down? Will, will just his presence be so holy that I'm not prepared to even set my eyes. See, most people did not get to see th this arc because by the time he gets set in a tent and gets set in, 
later on the the, the tabernacle, the tabernacle later the tent. Only the priest gets to see it. Yeah, the high priest. When it came out to battle, everybody got to see the presence of God. Now it would be covered up, maybe or whatever. Sometimes they had it open, and but nobody could touch it. Just the priest, you know. They had it open. Not open, but it would be out where people could see it. Yeah. It depends on when they were marching and what they were why, doing. I wonder why God chose to They do wrapped it, that it way. in travel because they covered it with all kinds of things. No, but I wonder why he did that. Why? The battle, he the, when David went out, he took it out dark out of the battle and said, Here, fight our God. So it's just a symbolic Our God versus your God. He was there, but I mean it was It's kinda like in, in Avengers. When when you have Loki and Hulk fight, he says, and he takes Loki. Yeah. He said, "Puny God, God. puny yeah. God." You know, <laughs> so it was exactly that. You know, it was exactly that. It was God versus God. When nations fought nations, it was your God. You brought your God out. They brought their God out. You know, that's why when when when, when they took the tabernacle and went to Philistines, they started having the rats and the tumors. They said, "Man, we can get this God out of here." They put it on an ox cart and sent it back. Yeah, it was killing people. Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They didn't really def- they defeated and got it, but it was bad. It was it was it was. Let me for them, they felt like it was bad mojo. And it was yeah, bad. It was. it was bad mojo. So, but this was they want God's coming back. Now, this could have been written the first time it came up. It could have been written, but probably it was a psalm that was sung regularly when the ark was coming back into residence. Mm-hmm. You know, it's returning to its place and people were preparing. Am I ready for him to be God's back in Jerusalem? You know, so it's a descending song, but it's a song, song that was probably sung as a reflection. Are, are, are we fit to come into the presence of the Lord? It's, it's, it's a little bit of a mobile, mobile presence, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm trying to do my best. I know. I just wonder why God chose to do that, but. Well, I mean, he does stuff. People actually did it. God didn't do it. God just well, yeah, inspired David to it write it. It was his instruction, right? It, yes, I believe that. I, I believe, but it also, I think, God wanted people through David to realize the the, the glory and the power of God. Yeah, because he went along with it. I mean, and to take a he mo- sure didn't go along with it the one time when the guys grabbed it. And he wanted them to take a moment to examine themselves: Are you fit to be in the presence of God? Now, let's be honest: God's present all the time. Right. We should be fit all the time. Right. I know we clean up on Sunday and we clean up on Easter and Mother's Day and, and those days, but but God really, really cares about us on the other days as well. Right. And and that's why I'm not a big fan of the CEM preaching yeah. circuit. I, I don't do Christmas, Easter, or Mother's Day. We do stuff and, and we're going to do a little thing for Mother's Day coming up, but you just do that because you do it. But but I, I don't like, I mean, I don't preach on Mother's Day on Mother's Day. I, I do preach on the cross when I do Easter, but I, but it may be some tangential because if, if you do that, people just think preachers don't know anything else. I mean, I mean the, the gospel and the cross are all through the Bible, so there's other ways to get there. So, you know, but this was a chance. It was, the ark gave people a moment to reflect. And Psalm 24 is there to give us a moment to reflect. Are we ready to be in the presence of God? Are we fit? to be in the presence of God. So David, it says, Second Samuel, let me compare this. Second Samuel 6.15, so David and all the people that Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouts of joy and the blowing of ram's horns. So to be singing that psalm during this processional would have been very common. It was a celebrative time. Yeah. So you want to ask yourself, are we ready? And and some people, Psalm 22, Psalm 23, the 23rd Psalm, Lord is my shepherd. Uh, the uh, that There's a pr- pr- the kind of a pre- in Psalm 22, there's a kind of a crucifixion of the Messiah in the Psalms. It kind of points to our Lord's that will come and die for us on the cross. There, there, there's prophetic there. 
in Psalm 24, our shepherd, our savior, our redeemer is the king of the Lord. He's, he let him in, come in. There, th- these are three Psalms that are almost like a triple set of prophetic Psalms of letting God come in and be our shepherd to, to take on our sins mm-hmm. and then, and then to let him come in and, and be the reign of our lives. So this is the, the ultimate part of those three where he's returning and he wants to be, be the, the glory of our lives. So there's three big movements. Let's take, let's break the Psalm down a little bit. I think it's the best thing we can do. Um, this Psalm has three really good movements in it. Um, it's real similar to a little bit similar to what we just did because it focuses, it starts off in the glory of creation and the sovereignty of God. We just talked about that in right. our previous Psalm, which was um, Psalm, what was that? Psalm 19. 19. And uh, that, it, it starts with creation and the word and then then our own relationship. But this one starts with praise to God, the creator and the sovereign Lord. Let me, let me see if I can show you. Well, I'll come back and show that in a minute. And, th- and then it goes into the who, the who Psalm. Who, who can come in? Who can ascend the hill? Who who can approach this glory of God? And what what why it's the macro is that it it gives not the detail. It doesn't give the usury. Doesn't give the bribery. Doesn't tell you what to avoid and gossip and all that. It gives you the heart of it. When 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 people ask Jesus, what is the greatest of the commandments? He doesn't quote back the ten. He doesn't even quote one. Mm-mm. He quotes not a negative. He quotes a dual, a compound positive. Right. Thou shall not, thou shall not do this. Thou, he says, thou shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Well, that would cover the first four. Thou shall love thy neighbor, though, as thyself. That covers the back six. Yeah. Jesus gave a positive affirmation instead of a negative affirmation. Psalm 24 gives a positive affirmation instead of a negative affirmation. Uh-huh. You're going up the hill. You really want to have a negative. You want to evaluate. <laughs> the arc's just here. You got to go real quick. Am I clean? Am I up here? You know, it's, it, you don't have time. You can't fix the usury or the bribery here. You just got to go. Th- you got to get, you got to repent. You got to, you got to make sure you're right. right. And then finally, the movement, we see the king of glory come in. And we have the whole part, open up the gates and let him in. Because the, ga- the king of glory, the ark only went in through a certain gate. There's only a certain gate was reserved for that entrance and exit. So this would be one of the only times they'd use that gate. And, you know, when they brought an ark in, it's also the gate by which when Christ returns, that'll be opened. It's a reserved gate. The king comes in a door beside that gate. So when the king could enter, he would come in the the king's gate, which is right beside it. It's a smaller gate, but, but the bigger gate was reserved for the king of glories. So this is the time when that door would be open. It's like, we get to open the big, open up these gates. And people are like, yeah, (laughs) you know. So there'll be a day when God will open up the gates and we'll get to see the King of Glory come in. This, this I wonder if the psalm will be sung that day. I, I think it will be. We, you, Beth, you were mentioning earlier that there's psalms that we grew up, we, we heard songs like this. Oh, yeah. You know, open the prison, open yeah, up the there gates. were lots of psalms that we sang. We don't sing as many of those as we do, I think, as we know today. I wish we no. could sing a few more of those. The, the first one we talk about, the, the, the praise, the glory of creation. That's oh, in I was going to say, though, you, when you said when they come in the gates, I hope they sing that. Remember... When we were in Israel, and anytime we, when our bus came into Jerusalem, to Jerusalem, <laughs> on to Jerusalem, they would start. Play it on the tape look at look as they start. They put the tape, and they, it was all these kind of psalms. Yeah, and it, it it's about even on a bus, it's like thirty minute drive up from the bottom. You know, you start the slow wind, and they started on. It was the same oh, tape yeah. every time. Crank it up. They got so excited on the front. <laughs> the, the, the tour guide because they said this is what we play when we go up this road and they just it's like everybody knew the songs lucas it was great. i mean you, you got you and our fifth or sixth trip up 
you got to where you knew it. Yeah. And on your second year, you really get to know it. Yeah. So, yeah. so, and this, and they, and what I was told was, we get like one barely shot through it. I heard they play it over and as you're coming up, it's just over and over and over again. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you get closer, that's so true. I forgot about that. The earth is the Lord and the, and the Lord's Yahweh's and the fullness and, and, and the world and those who dwell in just everything's God. I love that. I love that the glory of God. We're kind of back to like we said in Psalm 19. The fullness, verse one, big word, the firmament in some versions. Uh, the mallow means the means everything. All the continents, the fullness thereof is God. Yeah, I like um I love that. Is that up there or is it in my it talks about he he what it, where are you? Psalms one and two. Yeah, I'm, here, um, here's your text right here. Is this it? It talks about it's Founded on the depths. Yeah, founded upon the, the seas and established it upon the waters. But mine says, and built it on the ocean depths. Yeah. I mean, we were watching some movie, some submarine movie the other yeah. night. And we were talking about how there's an entire world underneath the ocean that that we don't even know about. No. You know, mm. most people on Earth have absolutely no clue what's under there. No yeah. clue. Really? Yeah. Oh, all, yeah. The stuff. all kinds of caves and... and just a Life whole and world that's yeah. Wow. It's like a whole different sea creatures yeah. that we've never seen, and and that's our Earth. Think about how much of our Earth we have never seen. Yeah, we we need to realize God's rule extends to all people, the whole firmament, the whole continent. We we I, I we use the text, the most well known text in the Bible, is God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Even bad heathens know it. Bad heathens know it because. Of, John right. three sixteen at football games. Thank God, you know, <laughs> you know he's only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him does not. I mean, people that don't know the Bible know John three sixteen is a reference to Scripture. Just J three sixteen, and people know. Yeah, you know, they, they know that, and 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 so, gosh, I don't know how we can't get that God God created God loves the world, and it's just all His. So the first thing we do in Psalm twenty four is we praise. The creator and the sovereignty of God. The celebration's coming. We've got to praise the God who who created all this. And so that's how the psalm starts. It gets into the second movement, the who. And we're at the and we're at the macro, big picture. Concerning the appropriate, how do we approach this God that's so glorious that he could create everything? We talked about in the last one, uh, the God that painted all this and said all this. You know, we, we, we talked about that you can get in the mistake of trying to worship the creation or the byproduct of the creation, the creator, rather than the creator itself, and, and how that's such a mistake. That's idolatry. Mm -hmm. It's 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 like it's like worshiping replicas is stupid. The who here is about how do how do we approach though this one that did all this? You know, he just won this battle, and here I am standing here on the hillside, and he's coming back in. Can I even can who am I? You know, if you if you go in the Bible, there's a couple times in the Bible where where great men and men get taken up by angels to stand before God, or they get caught up in a revelation and, and they go, you know, God's going to use you to do this. And, and the first thing the prophet goes is my lips are dirty. I'm a man of unclean lips or mm -hmm. well, they fall on their faces. I should die. And then the angel touches them, gets up or says, no, here, take the coal, touch it to your lips. They'll be clean. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many times in the Bible, people realize they're in the presence of God. You know, Moses like, Oh my God. And God says, take off your shoes. Joshua did the same thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm neither I'm not I'm neither friend or foe. I'm the commander of the Lord's army. Take off your shoes. Remember when we were at Jake's that time and his sermon was 
about taking off your shoes, you're in you're on holy ground. Uh-huh. Man, everybody kicked their shoes off. People, there, there were foot smell. No hesitation. There were it foot smell just, all through the church. No, no, but I mean, I mean, it's just like it's a changing moment when you realize this is bigger than where you are, your shoes, or you're, you're on something special. Yeah. So, so the who the thing approaches, and the people are like, man. Am I, am I, am I, it's like, am, did I wear the right clothes? You know, I can't, I, it's like, sometimes I'll tell Beth, I'll say, let's go, let's go grab some lunch. She says, well, I'm not dressed for that. I said, nobody cares whether you're wearing that or not. We're just going to lunch. You know, well, I care. Or they, they'll care. They'll go, look at that effort. You know, she's, you know, I, Beth begins to play out all these things and scenarios. What if, you know, you know, this is what these people are doing here. God's coming in. They're like, well, what if? And I hate to tell you, God is seeing you all the time anyway. We get caught up in the moment, but the moment gives us a chance to assess. And sometimes it's good to assess. Mm. But I think part of the assessment needs to not be the now, but the reality of who you are now. Yeah. Less of the now, more of the reality of who you are now. You know, I think all of us need to assess that, the realness. And I think that's the big thing missing in the church today. I think a lot of people are trying to pretend the Bible or play the Bible or, or be in line with the Bible, but are you really is the Bible really part of who you are? Is, is your faith real to you? Is it beyond the surface? Mm-hmm. If I dig down, if I dig in you, if, it, if your day goes bad and your week goes bad and the whole thing goes bad, you know, God, God this last year told me he was going to, I mean, I, I thought I heard God tell me he was going to give me a, a huge new job and, and a big new race and all this stuff. And I, I'm sure I heard that. I mean, that's what he said. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell somebody, I'll tell this little story, but I'm sure God told me I was getting this huge race because the way it came out in my mind, <laughs> is that's what's going to happen. And I went through this whole process expecting that, kind of thinking this is going to be good, you know. It ended up being great. It's better than it was going to be good. But then the Lord woke me up a few weeks ago and said, <laughs> when I said I'd be your provision, Troy, and that's what the Lord has spoke to me, I'd be your provision. Then I got an offer that was going to be very lucrative. And then I, somewhere about 30 days into that, I thought, God never does it this way, but it's kind of nice for a change. And you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, then a month ago, after I've been through this for six, seven, eight months, I'm sitting someplace and I, I just told somebody, the Lord has really showed me where the, we need to go and where we need to go is going to require the ultimate sacrifice for me. I, instead of just being paid, I've, I need to go out and raise all my salary for the next couple of years. And then I was sitting there in the parking lot and said, the Lord set me up. When he told me to be my provision and then somebody called and offered me a job making three times what I'm at, I thought, man, God's going to be my provision. I'm going to make three times. Then I realized... I'm now happy because God gave me direction. And nine months, eight months later, I'm happy to realize that God has given me a vision that's so exciting that I'm willing to go out and raise money from scratch to do it. And I thought, that's a sneaky God. (laughs) He's got me fired up to be broke and to trust him. Yep. And, and, And in the last weeks, everybody I've talked to, Says, well, I've got this set aside for you. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to, I'm going to retire so I can serve alongside you. I'm going to $22,000 of my student education disappeared. All of what I owe the government for my education was forgiven yesterday. Yeah. Forgiven. Gone. 22000 gone. You wonder how God's going to do this stuff. And then his ways are just, I, so I was paying 500 bucks a month for my student education for years. I don't have to pay 500 bucks more. So it's like, you don't realize this when you're paying 500 bucks, you had to pay taxes on the 500 bucks you got. Right. 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 So 500 times 12 would be what? 5,000, almost $6,000. I don't have to make that to pay that taxes on that. And now I don't have to pay it at all. So 
I can make 500 bucks less and make more than I did because I don't pay taxes on it. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. I just saved money. God just saved me money. And I got it because I served as a non-for-profit leader for 10 years. It was just something that's available. There's just, and, and, and then God just gave us a grant for something through, it's crazy. The federal government hates the church right now, but the federal government just, just, just gave us another, you know, $20,000 grant for something and, and, and just forgave 22,000 here. And all this has happened since boom, 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 boom. Right? I mean, you got, you look at your, it's not just about the moment, but it's about assessing the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing how God can trick you. <laughs> and now I'm so excited about seeing what God's going to do. <laughs> and I realize my father owns a cattle on all the hills. So what does it matter where I get my source from? You know, this day is my daily bread and it'll be sufficient. And you know, if he gave you everything at once, you couldn't carry it anyway. I have a hard time getting in the door just with the things I need to get from the car. I had to make three trips in today. Just get my three cups of thing in this and that in. If God gave you all of it, if he gave them all the manna and all the meat they needed the first day, how would they have survived for 40 years? They couldn't have carried it. (laughs) Yeah. You know, sometimes we ask God for things that we just didn't need. You know, and so I'm so thankful that God does the right thing. And it just, sometimes it takes me eight months to realize what I think you should do it. The way he is different than how he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, I, I think that's the key daily regular time with God being soft. And, and then when you sit there, I'm sitting there in the parking lot thinking, God set me up. God <laughs> set me up. Who can approach verse three, who may ascend, who may stand in his holy place. That's the, the who. Who? Well, we can't. We can do it. We can do it. I guess the church, the, the question is who can come? Who can stand before the Lord? So that that's the, the second piece of that. I mean, I mean, it, is it only certain people? Is it only special people? Or is it the people that are willing to be real for God and to really deal with their lives? And he gives, here's what I love. He gives an answer. He gives us, I mean, in the micro in Psalm was it 15, he gave us quite a few things we had to check with and follow up and do. He simplifies this down to the thou shall. Mm-hmm. He says it's easy. Have a clean hand. Naki is the Hebrew word for clean. Some of these versions say a different way, you know, but clean is really good. But the word would be better would be who, he who has innocent hands would be better and a pure and and the word pure here is bar, which is not pure like in silver and gold, but it's pure as in also clean, but it's morally pure. So your thoughts, your, 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 your representations, your, your attitude is Mm -hmm. pure. Those who have clean, innocent hands, they haven't done stupid stuff. And those who have pure hearts. Now, most of us can't have clean hands and pure heart because we do stupid stuff and, and we, we just get messy stuff on our hands. But he's telling you that that is achievable. The Bible shows you that's achievable by repentance. And, and the biggest thing he says is those who have not lifted up their soul to an idol or sworn deceitfully. Mm-hmm. You, haven't, you haven't gone, you're not just dirty hands, you're not just unpure heart, but there are some that have actually gone to worship the other side. So all of us are going to have some of the problems with the clean hands. That, that, that's fixable ritually. You can wash them, you can repent, you can do this. But what if you've lifted up your soul and you've offered your soul to, to bow or to Asherah or to, to this event or this thing or this 
part of your life or to this addiction or to the, you can just name it to this website, to this, to this person. You can, you can worship another person. You can care more about, you know, hanging out with this person than you do taking care of your family. There are people that sacrifice their character all the time for a relationship with yeah. somebody that's incestuous, lust filled, um, not of God, right. you know, that's a fantasy. And, and then, they just mess their whole lives up. You see so many people mess their lives up for an affair. Yeah. You know, and you, you go back and talk to them. So I never really loved them. It's just, I needed me time. You know, I, I, I love my wife. She was a good wife. And, and then you went out and you had an affair and you go, well, it's not that she was good. It's just, I just, I just needed to find myself. Uh-huh. Well, why were you lost? <laughs> you know, you know, why did you need to get dirty hands and an unpure heart to do that? How did that help? You've just lifted up your soul to another. Those who have not lifted up their soul, the song to another, to another idol. And that idol could be the affair. It could be the relationship. It could be activity, nor sworn deceitfully. And you go home and go, how's your day? I was fine. But you were not doing the things you should have been doing or Mm. or not doing that. You know, there's all kinds of other ramifications of this. So, so he gives us a clear prescription. Are you doing the things of God? Are you in relationship with you can see we talk about this on every episode almost if you don't have that quiet time if you don't have that worship time it begins to be a barometer the other thing you begin to see real quickly is that when people aren't living right they won't have worship music going on in the background of their house they won't have a daily quiet time they're going to miss as much church as they can get away with figuring out how to miss without people not thinking they're missing but they're missing it and when they're at church, they're not engaged. They're on their phone. They're on some other distraction. They're not really worshiping, you know. Not there for the right reason. And I see this so bad. This breaks my heart more than probably anything that I see in the church today is I see good people in the church that I think actually have a heart inclined toward God. They can be staff. They can be key volunteers. And they just never engage in worship personally. Yeah. They never engage in worship on Sunday morning. We added our church here, uh, kind of inspired by uh, the concept of Mary and Martha. Martha, uh, Martha was kind of away and not doing the right thing, and Mary was doing the pleasing. We added that this Jesus encounter time beginning in Lent 2023, and we've kind of kept it on. And Beth and I, we we kept it through Lent. I saw people really on time at church, and and for the first time ever, we got people there a little earlier, and they're really concentrating on it. And that was really good. And then we decided to carry, we're carrying it on on the other side of Easter, and I want to carry it through, you know, at least through uh, Pentecost. And it's still good. The time was good Sunday, but I noticed that people, some people, started coming a little bit late again because they can't maintain. Well, it's not Lent now. Yeah. Then I said, but we're still having Jesus encounter time. So I'm gonna I'm gonna really push people on the announcement today. I said, don't be bad. Don't don't be bad. Don't be the devil. Get there and have your encounter time. Fight for that encounter time. We, 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 I've told staff, you know, one person in the booth and one person out front, and one one security person. We could run the whole front of our church with three people for thirty minutes. Nobody, nobody's gonna fall off the planet. People can find our bathrooms. We have signs. You know, you know, get them in the door. Make sure one security person. Make sure we're not getting nuked. You know, we've got the people in the room. Just come in and for thirty minutes, give God unadulterated worship. If you're on the platform, and, and I have to say this on the platform too, the platforms. I, I don't want to, I'm sorry guys. I don't, I don't mean to pick any, you failed me too. Because when I said, when we started this, I said, you're free to play and get down to one keyboard and the rest of you can walk the room and pray. And I have yet to see, I have yet to see 
a bass guitar come off, an electric guitar come off. I've yet to see a keyboard player walk down and just leave us with an acoustic or the drummer jump out of the cage and just, just, I've got to go out and walk before the Lord. I've yet to see one of them just fall out. They've just stayed in musical mode. And I, I just, I, I guess my heart is, I, I think we struggle so much at just giving ourselves to God because I think so often we're trying to avoid God. I don't think we're doing it intentionally. I just think we're just not on talking terms or, or, or we're afraid that he'll find this or that. We're like Achan with the sin hidden in our tent. And we don't even know what the sin is because we just don't let God around a lot. If you keep, you know, so I think we, we are really challenged today with letting God have us and just being in a loving relationship. We forget that while we're, whether we're on worship platform or whether we're out front hospitality platform, whether we're in the worship team or we're greeting team or we are here to minister unto God first and foremost, not to the people. Right. And if we don't demonstrate that from platform or demonstrate that from staff, how do we expect other people to get that? And I don't mean demonstrate in the sense to show off. I mean, demonstrate in the fact that they see that that is our first priority too. And seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all the other can fall into place. So I, I, we've, we're working on that, but I don't think people have that yet. No. And I can see where you would get uh, be uncomfortable if you're used to worshiping with a guitar in your hands. I no, would, it, it's, I it, see where it it's, would, a, it's like a blanket for Linus. But it's like, you know, God likes us to get uncomfortable sometimes. I mean, and, people and, hide behind what they do in the church. Right. And we need to just hide in the love of God. Yeah. And I, we got to get there. I think the growth of our church and the growth of the kingdom will be proportionate to how much we fall in love with God. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to get that apart. I've shared in staff. I shared in pre-worship. And, and I think people hear me a little bit. And I'll see some of them come in and lean against the wall and go, well, I'm in here. You told me I had to be here and I'm here. <laughs> I, it, don't it, you want to be in here? Right. I'm giving you permission not to go out and do what your other job is. Right. I'm telling everybody else, we're not going to have 12 greeters. We're, we're not going to have every light on. We're going to, you know. You know it, it takes time for people to get, I mean, people. He's coming up the mountain. If, when he's coming up the mountain, don't be a Martha. Be a Mary. There's yeah, time in the service to be. There's time to play. Sit there's at t- his feet. There's, yeah, right. Sit at his feet and just see what he's got for you this morning. Yeah. I mean, and, and just, I, I think that's, we, we got to get ourselves clean. And I think we're just a little bit afraid to really look at that. Mm, and I think that true. affects us. I think that affects us at all times. Yeah. All right, church, if you call yourself a worshiper, a follower of God, should you not be obedient to his word interiorly and exteriorly? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's got to be more than just lip service and 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 and, and all that stuff. It's got to be more. Who can come stand before the Lord? That was my next question. Who Who can... Who can come stand before the Lord? I, I love how they do this. It says here, uh, those with with uh, that with clean hands and a pure heart, and 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 the interior. The for the for the early church, the hands are the organs of action. Mm-hmm. Doctor touches you. The tongue is the organ of speech. I speak to you, and the heart in the Bible, the Hebrew people was the organ of feeling. But to gather the hands and the tongue and the heart compose one's complete character. Mm. Your action, what you say, and your heart is, do they, are they lined up? Is it, is the hand touching with the right heart? Look, <laughs> I'm going to try to use this as an example. 
one person's hands can caress and be healthy intimacy with a loved one that you're married to. One hand can be rape and molestation to the same person. And another's hands can be the examination to see whether you have a lump or cancerous disease, right? So the hand is an organ of action. Same hand, same person. The tongue is organization of speech. Have you had any lumps? Have you had any tenderness? Is there, you know, you know, oh baby, you know, are 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 are, are <laughs> like, you know, you're the love of my life. And the heart between the two of those lets you know the validity of the purpose of doing that because you could have a, a doctor that's got a wicked bad spirit and he's a pervert. Yes. You could have a, a somebody that you're, you know, you it tells you whether their action, their speech, and their feeling all line up. And and you can, you know, it, to me, there's lots of purposes and ways in which people can present things. Yeah. And the Hebrew people understood that they need to see a symmetry between the hand and the tongue and the heart. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we are failing God tremendously on that part of the who question. Yeah. It's just not about you're here on Sunday or what you look like. It's just your hand and your tongue and your heart all speak the same thing. It's it's the action, speech, and the feeling that that when that all comes together. So I, I know that's an Eastern thing, but I think it's pretty true in Marion, Illinois. Oh, yeah, it's true. In 2023, 20, yeah. the hand, tongues, and hearts tell you everything about the truth of one's faith and their intentions as they, as they come before God. Yeah. And what the Bible tells us is that when those things are right, I, I love this. Let me let me show you this. If they're right, verse five, he shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. And when 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 the tongue and the hand and the heart are right, he says, "This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him." Mm. You you become a Jacob generation who grabbed a hold of the heel because he he'd been in a fight. He he was fighting his own flesh, but then all of a sudden he realized this hand needs to not fight this, he needs to grab a hold of the opportunity and he grabbed a hold of God. And he changed from fighting to grabbing. Yeah. And it changed his name from Jacob to Israel. You can just change your reasoning 180 degrees, change your heart 180 degrees, and all of a sudden it changes your whole destiny. Yeah. Wow. Just 180 degrees. Yeah. And that's what repentance is. It's changing 180 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, like a, like what people talk about, or they either get it wrong or you know not understanding what what, what true alignment looks like with the Lord, and not solo alignment. Yeah, it's like it's like you can look back and go, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, but you're not turned. Right. Oh, I'm sorry what I did to you. That that that's exterior. Yeah. To turn and go back and and lift up and go, I, I don't know what I did to you. Can I fix this? Yeah. Then that yeah. is. Now, now your heart's there. Yeah. What's your like? You have to have like a like the posture of your heart has to be facing the right way. And that's what I can't, yeah. Lucas, yeah. that's what I can't get across to, to everybody today. I, and, and if we can't get that, if we can't figure out how to get that through to staff and the core leaders and it's what's holding the church back. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause God works on the inside out. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and he will penetrate you exteriorly to get inside through seeing other people's testimony. So you can go the other way. But right. he doesn't change you that way. He gets into you to change you outside in. Yep. It may soften him to approach you, but it, but you're not really changed till you release the inside. Right. 
Yeah. Correct. You know, and, and that's what I can't get for people. If the people that quote love him here would just demonstrate that other people would be penetrated by it. And yeah. what they need to do is see that you're, you're vulnerable too. And I'm not saying that staff is not vulnerable here. I'm just saying you've got to, you've got to demonstrate it with authenticity in your own self. And it's okay to tell people, uh, <laughs> we're in here worshiping, come on in. I, I if I can, it, the churches that are the hottest churches right now, whether you use whether you use uh, the the um, the what's the upper room or whether you use Jesus Image, they have just the level of intimacy and in worship, the, the the lostness of worship, the, the length of the worship services for Jesus Image are three three and a half four hours long, and and messages in there and you can't you can't tell when preaching and healing begins and messages come they come back into it you know and somebody said somebody asked him says says does it does does it bother you that the services are three and a half four hours long he says they were <laughs> no it doesn't yeah this is the one we seek most yeah it, actually it was funny about uh upper room like a while ago they uh they started to release their moments. I don't know if you guys have seen those yeah, where they just released moments. Um, and uh, I think one of the songs he released was like 45 minutes long. And there are moments. And um, yeah. he had pastors call him and he was like, hey, this is stupid. Like, why would you do this? Um, like, people aren't going to listen to this. People aren't going to like want to just linger and listen to this. And boy, did he get those pastors get proven wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, that's yeah. exactly wrong. They have no idea. This is what person has. The person, what what God's looking for is a person of integrity that has a whole heart, a whole heart, clean hands, pure heart. But you, 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 you it takes both. The, the interior exterior got to come together, and the the tongue, the 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 hands and the tongue. But it's the heart that's the conduit for all those. I, th I think that's so key. And let, let me see if I can get to this this last piece here, real quick here. Um, to be the Jacob generation, I think to me is one of the, is to become a part of the special covenant of God. We need all want to be that Jacob generation to want to see his face. So it's not in the serving. It's in the serving, but it's not in the serving. It's in the seeking. It's in the desire of your heart, the delight of your heart to be found only in those who seek his face. You seek God's face. When you find God's face, the interior finding of God will revert it to be an exterior revelation. People will see it. They'll see that you, and they saw that they had been with Jesus. Why? Because they let Jesus in. Mm. When we let, if we would let Jesus in in our worship moment, people that are in the service that are just seekers would go, man, what's happening to these people right now? I can, you know, there's a joy, and that joy becomes contagious, and it has to be led by people that have maturity, that know the Lord, that can demonstrate authenticity. I've also seen fake that. I've seen a lot of fake and surface and all that. You know when, it, I mean, I feel and know when it's not right. You know, you can feel the presence of God. Today we have a lot of Christians and a lot of churches that are walking into the presence of God as worshipers, but they're out of balance and they're out of calibration. They're doing the stuff they're walking in the presence as worshipers, but they're out of balance. Let me see if I can see if I can explain that uh, better. I mean, I, I just think a lot of people can get out of balance. And, and I think that's one of the things. And and let me here's an example. When a washing machine is or dryer or washing machine is washing and you get the shoes and they get all to one side, you know, and you hear that womp, 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 womp. And they're all balled up and stuff like that. The washing machine is technically still washing, but it's not getting anything clean. 
it's out of balance and it just won't be effective. And it can actually destroy, it gets out of balance. It'll start messing up the, the balance and the washers and the and, and all the motor and stuff like that. And it can actually be destructive, it won't wash. There are a lot of churches and Christians out there that are just kind of, they're, they're trying to walk into the presence as worshipers of God, but they're out of balance. Well, yeah, I think it goes back to the posture thing, right? It's Absolutely. like you totally. can you can be in the room and and but but if you if you you're don't in the room the right, but you're not in the room. Yeah, well, like if you don't have the right internal posture towards the Lord, then it won't matter. I, I, right. I think that's exactly what yeah. I'm trying to get at. Yeah, you know, we're doing these worship services. You know, I'll use this community, and the reason for the encounter time is to say we're going to have a period of time where everybody here can just get with the Lord because it's out of that byproduct that we're going to have a better corporate experience and, and, and leaders you're included. You can't lead if you're not experiencing. So we have a lot of churches that will go in and they'll put on a service, but they put on a service like it's a play with different acts. Yeah. You come in, you sit down and you go out three part play, but that's the church is in a play, right? The church is a relationship. It's the bride and the bridegroom getting together. I hate to tell you when the bride and the bridegroom get together, you get to have a party, you get to have a wedding feast, you get to have a dinner, and then you get to go shut the door and you, and you, well, you practice it making babies. You have intimacy. Yeah. And we have a lot of churches today where they come in, they shut the door, but they're, but I don't even know if they have a good meal together, let alone have intimacy. Mm. And what's the byproduct of intimacy in a marriage? Children. The reason the church is dying today is we don't have intimacy because it takes intimacy to create. Now you can create with just sex, but then you create things that are unloved and unwanted and thrown aside, aborted, put off. But when you create out of love and relationship, you create the next generation of worshipers of God that are going in and have relationship and be intimate with God. You create growth and a curve of growth and you create blessings and fruitfulness and expansion of the kingdom of God. And right now we don't have that culture. It's like, we don't want people. We're scared to talk about the song of Solomon because it requires intimacy with God in it. And it's spiritually sexual. I don't, I don't mean that in a sex sex sense, but it's spiritually sex. And I think we're, we're scared of that to be vulnerable with God, to be honest with God, to be open to God, mm-hmm. you know? And it's in doing that, that we, 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 if we're, if we're really vulnerable, then the inside really gets pure. The outside will begin to reflect that. Right. And then you begin to have a family that reflects the power of a love, a God that loves us. Yeah. You know, we, I, I, I think the more vulnerable we are in that worship time, the more powerful God can be exteriorly as we come out of that time. The, the, the thing that hits to my mind is, is is the song refiner's fire mm-hmm. it's an old song refiner's fire my heart's true one desire is to be holy we needed we need to get back to that jacob generation sought the face they wanted to be holy and it's that desire that should be a part of everything we do this should be our desire for morning in worship every morning in our devotion is that we get connected we sync up our hands and our heart and our soul and our tongue with the will and the plan and the mission of God. And that's true for us individually. And that should be true for us when we come into church on Sunday. Yeah. You know, we really, really need to get there. So I, I guess, I guess the question I would ask is, you know, again, how are you doing? How are you doing? How, how is the, how are we doing listening to this? How are you, how are you doing with this? And then it honestly, to be honest with you, 
it doesn't look like we're doing so good lately because the church is losing in our country. We're not inspiring. We're not infecting. We're not birthing Christians. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're splitting churches and decreasing churches and churches are running out of faith and churches are rejecting the things of God and the commandments of God and they're they're creating their own idol, idolic versions of it. Mm-hmm. it. It's a sad, sad moment. But our God is a game changer. When we meet our God, when he comes in and he, he opens up the gates and he's a God who turns situations around. Yeah. But to do that, we had to come before the glory and the power of God and, and submit ourselves to it. Yeah. yeah. Who's worthy. We, when you get to the closing part of this and, and I'll wrap up with this is, you know, I love this last part. Let me see if I can get to it here. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your head. O you gates, lift up your everlasting doors and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? It's the Lord of hosts. He's the King of glory. Who is this King of glory? You've got to let him in. You've got to know him. The who comes with clean hands, pure hearts, and all that connector. <coughs> to let him in, you, you've got to know him and then invite him in, and you've got to be ready to receive him. And you have to trust him. And you have to trust him. I agree. And that, and it's in that, I love this beautiful graphic of the gate here I found, you know, the gate of, the, of that song, Lift Up Your Head. You, 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 th- that's a gate to Jerusalem. But we've got to do that in our own lives. Our encounter time here is a time where we, I'm trying to get people to open the gate. Yeah. You know, I got to get back on that. It's just so, it's, it's, it's our only, it's our only chance. Open the gates, let him in. And if he's inside us, Israel never lost a battle when the King of glory was in residence. Mm -hmm. It's when he left them or said, I'm out of this place because you've betrayed me. You've stepped out. I'm a jealous God. The Lord who has won the greatest battle. Look at this. This is the Lord who can fight our battles. We sing that old song. I want to, he wants to fight your battles. Yeah. You know, we sing it and I'll fight your battles. But before you fight your battles, you got to go hang out with him. So he's, is fighting your battle. You've got to open your battles up to him. Mm. Yeah. And to do that, you have to become extremely real with him. So, I mean, that that's the macro psalm. It's not hard. You just look at yourself and go, who is, I, I need to let God do this. Yeah. It's a big picture, big, quick thing. And, uh, and it's amazing. It's a great psalm, guys. It's a psalm of, will we let the king of glory come into us? Just like they celebrate it, come back. If the king of glory came to your life today, just think about this as we close. If he came to your life today and honked his horn and said, can you open up these gates? Are you like, oh crap, I'm not dressed. It's not right. I mean, do they know? But you, you, you gotta see my wife when like the FedEx guy comes to the door. Like she says, she will not go to the door. She'll just, I mean, it's just, just no, no, you can't see me like this. No, no, he has to leave the package outside. If the King of Glory showed up, are you spiritually ready to go answer the door and say, come on in? And we, we need to be able to say yes all the time because we need to be ready in season, out season. In a twinkling of an eye, I'll be ready. We need to be ready. I know we won't look presentable. We don't want to be, but, but going past the flesh and the look, are you ready? Are you ready to receive an audience from the Lord? Are you ready? And, 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 and it's okay if you're not, just get ready. Take a moment, assess that and go clean hands, pure heart. Let me get my mouth right. Let me get my hands right. Let me get my heart flowing right. And you can be there. It's not a hard thing. It's just a righteous thing. Yeah. yeah. Just a righteous thing. Father, we thank you so much. People listening today, Lord, just just let them hear that, Lord, that, that the, you are there all the time. 
You so love the world that you gave your only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting light. You didn't come to condemn it, but to save it. You're right there at the door. And Acts 3.19 says, if we just can hear you at the door and you're knocking, or Revelation 3.20, if we open it, you'll come into us, Lord. Lord, you're there. You're telling us to lift up the gates and let you in. But you're only going to come in to hands that are innocent and a heart that is morally right, Lord. Help us to put on the right things and serve you. Lord, let Psalm 24 encourage us and let us know that you're ready to come in and be our champion and you're ready to come in and lead us. King of glory, come in to every person listening and impact their relationship so that we can see growth in the kingdom again. Father, forgive us of our churches and our leadership, Lord, where we are not putting you first and putting that relation first and foremost. And Father, restore a right relationship in us, Lord, and let us see the church come alive again in this region, in this country, in this globe, Lord. Let us see the King of glory come in and let's see the light of Jerusalem reign, not just in Jerusalem, but in the heart of every believer and in the heart of every church in our region, we pray around the world in jesus name amen. amen guys thanks for doing this today it was good it was good really good so guys go back check out this listen to this other ones in volume two project we are going to be back with more of these real quick here we've got more volume coming to you part six is coming psalm 40 the new psalm song i think you're gonna love that it's gonna be great get a new song in your heart it's going to be fantastic. I got a good take on that. Go to onthedoc.org, check us out, find our links and our various places. We'd love to hear a commentary from you through our social media partners and info at onthedoc.org is our email to find out more about our program and how to be a part. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, go check those out and also our auxiliary sites. You can look at those as well. Go to Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter, and tell us about what your thoughts are on this. We'd love to hear your testimonies. Subscribe, hit like, tell others about it. Be a Patreon partner or sponsor. And mostly, mostly, Go to church. If you don't go to church, 10 o'clock on Sundays. Come on in at 10 o'clock. Be a part of our encounter time. You know, come in and just give yourself to the Lord and let's let the King of Glory come in. 6.30 on Wednesdays. COFTV.com is our broadcast site. You can go check that out online or go find out more about us. We'd love to have you. But get to church in your community, wherever you are. Find a place that's lifting up the name of Jesus Christ. And get your own daily devotional life. Get your own word reading and get going for God. Psalm 24. He is our, I love this. He is our King of Glory. He is the who that we need to let into our life. Have a great day. Mother Beth, thank you. Lucas, thank you. And we'll see you all back real soon. Get out there and live for God and let the King of glory enter in. I'm Pastor Troy with All the God.